On this week's episode of the Buckeye Blitz podcast, Dustin and I will dig into the Ohio State beatdown of the Wolverines, uh, some Ohio State basketball news, uh, Big Ten awards, some quick other news. Really a great episode coming up. I mean, it really is a great week to be a Buckeye. I know we always say that, but it really is a great week to be a Buckeye. Um, And some other great stuff that we got for you guys. So tune in and enjoy. Myself, Dustin, and my co-host, as always, Joshua Wiedis. I'm here. I'm in the building. We are here, and it is a beautiful day because the OSU Buckeyes are 12-0 and at the end of the regular season. What a great thing to say, honestly, because it is not often you get to say that. Um, last year, last time we did that, it's been a while since we've even done that. Yeah. Last year, was the, we did that was what? Urban Meyer's first Ur- year. Urban Meyer's first year. So we are 12-0. and and the Ohio State Buckeyes basketball team is 8-0, combined 20-0, both two top 10 teams. Josh was not wrong. It was a great week to be a Buckeye. Yeah, it's uh, currently 9:02 on Thursday night, uh, December 5th, and Michigan still sucks. As always. Can you confirm that? Big time confirmed. <laughs> Big time. Here you go. We're playing uh, our signature chant here. Um, Dustin could tell a few stories about that, but... I think we're going to hop right into some game stories. Yeah, you okay uh, with that? I'm ready. I'm ready to talk all about it. Uh, this is like, this real quick about this song. This is definitely something I'm going to be missing uh, miss out on singing every after every home game at the shoe. Yep. No matter who we're playing, this is nope. a song we sing every game. Walking out. And I'm going to miss that cuz it's just such a great time and uh, <laughs> makes me feel like a good singer cuz everyone's singing together and I don't right. realize how bad of a singer I am cuz I don't hear myself. <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, I went to Michigan for the OSU-Michigan game, the game. Josh was home with family watching the game. Correct. Uh, so we both had awesome experiences. Awesome. Two very different experiences. Very. Um, just to start off the bat, honestly, um, I talk a lot about it, but I've been to some pretty good games at uh, OSU games. In the, this is my fourth year as a student. Been to some pretty awesome games. This was my 29th Ohio State football game, which is insane to think about. Um, but uh, honestly, it's crazy, but it was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. Like the Michigan uh, OSU game when we went into double overtime at home in 2016, that was an amazing game. And then when we beat Penn State after being down most of the game in 2017, that was also an amazing game. But those two games, just I don't know what about it. It just wasn't as fun as this game. I just had some of the most fun I've ever had at this game. Um, and I think it was just like, I don't know if it was because of where I was or just the excitement that there is about this team. It's just at a whole other level than any team I've witnessed in 
a long time when it comes to OSU football. And I think it just like that's what it is. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll get into this, the big house, what I thought about it, and everything like that. But before, I don't want to talk the entire time. So, what what did you do for the game, Josh? Yeah. So I went to the game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, I I went to watch the game with my grandpa, who huge Ohio State fan, huge Ohio State fan. He asked me to go watch the game with him. So we went to his favorite place called the Spotted Dog in Cleveland, and um, it was me and my grandpa's friends, and boy, did we drink a lot of beer. We <laughs> did drank, they out-drink you? Well, yes. Well, <laughs> So <laughs> the way it worked, this is the first time I've ever had this happen, because usually ever since I've really been 21, no one's really bought anything for me. I mean, they're all old men. You know, they're all retired, have a little bit of money on them, you know. Yeah. Um, so there was about 10 of us. I'm the only one who wasn't retired, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, they just kept Far on buying beer. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't even started. Um, and they just kept on buying beer. And so the one you buy around for people, you get these things called backups. And it's, it's some people use, like, poker chips. Some people use, like, shot glasses or plastic shot glasses. Um, so say it's me, you, and someone else, right? I say I'm going to buy the first round. So all three of us get a beer, right? Before we finish, you say, I'm going to buy a round, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, I'm going to buy a round, but I don't need two beers in front of me, right? Because I still have one. So you get a backup chip. And that pretty much tells the waitress, if you have a, if you have a backup chip, you're ready, to, you're ready whenever my beer's empty to give me another one, gotcha. right? At one point, I had eight backup chips. <laughs> I had eight backup chips. <laughs> they were stockpiling. I couldn't drink fast enough <laughs> to get them away from me, you know? It was the competition of who would buy the most rounds. It, it was like, it was, it was literally every like five minutes. Someone's like, oh, I got the next one, you know, <laughs> and beers were two bucks. Oh, yeah. They were bottled much two, better than being on. OSU's oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it were $2 bottle Bud Lights. So a round was 20 bucks. Mm. And so people were like, here, just 20 bucks here. I got the next round. I had eight chips. I probably drank 14 Bud Lights seriously yeah. during that game. And like, I had to give away a few cause I was like, I have, I can't, I can't do keep doing this, but I had an awesome time. I had an awesome time, and that's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, Um, about you. (laughs) I I had an awesome time too. So I'll start with that because uh, so just talk about Michigan in general, not even the game. Yeah, talk about the campus and like that. Like what 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 was it like going up there? So I'll start with because you were just talking about going to the bars and drinking beer. I was shocked to see that there was like I didn't see. Well, when did you leave? Can you can you break it down for us? So I so like uh, we went, we got there, we we left. At 5.30 in the morning. so From Columbus? Yeah. No, or, from Cleveland. Oh, you left from Cleveland? Yeah, we went from Cleveland. Because uh, it, it was a group of three of us. Two of us were in Cleveland. So one drove up the night before from Columbus to uh, stay overnight. And then we drove to Michigan at 5.30 in the morning. We got there at a decent time, around like 8.30. It wasn't too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... Everyone was, was already tailgating, obviously, though. Um, we went straight to the stadium, uh, and we went to pick up the tickets from the guy that we were buying them from. Uh, it was actually a Michigan student that we bought them from. Nice. He did not know that we were OSU fans. Oh, really? Yeah, we, so we kept that very private, but we just dropped off my one friend. He walked into the high school parking lot that's across the street from the stadium. He met up with him. He bought the tickets. The guy was like, oh, I see you wearing some red underneath your hoodie. He was like, oh, I, I was just dumb. I forgot that. Uh, we were playing. I forgot that I had this red shirt on, but I'm still going to go home and change later. So, <laughs> and then he, like, he walked them. away and he was like, "Go blue." <laughs> and he just didn't respond back to him. He just kept walking away. Uh, so 
there was there's a definitely uh, a chance that they thought that we were not Michigan students, but who they cares? They would be we right. The tickets, and that's all that matters. Uh, we basically just fooled some Michigan uh, students. Nothing wrong with that at all. I feel like uh, <laughs> it's not hard to do. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, but so. Um, they want their money no matter what, so who cares? We yeah. OSU would do the exact same. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so we went back and then uh, we kind of like found where we like found a parking spot. We we're like, well, it's super early. Let's let's go check out the campus. But for what we didn't know was that it was a forty minute walk from the stadium to campus. What? We, we we looked it up before we went left, so we ended up driving to campus. But we were shocked by that because yeah, it's like. Like the stadium is next, right next to some of the dorms. Like it's right next to the army. What I'm saying, like at uh, oh here Ohio State. Oh so it's yeah, like yeah. So different where yeah. at Michigan, it's as far away from. About, I mean, campus. It, it is about a, a 25, 20 to twenty five minute walk from my house to the stadium. But we live off campus. Yeah, and like that's true. We living off campus and it's still that far away kind of thing. Mm. Like all the houses that are around there are like suburban houses. Like Isn't it weird? Families. Like it's not, I know it's it, not student houses. It's like green Bay. Bay. It's like, it's like yeah. the Packers. It's uh, where it's like the stadiums in a neighborhood. It's weird. Like literally the main tailgating area uh, was across the street and that was a high school. Yep. Like, Isn't that weird? Like I, I was just thinking about it though. Like if we were living at going to that high school and like we got to get like fundraising money off of like the people that park in there, get mm-hmm. passes, that'd be kind of cool. Like you have like Saturday <laughs> practice for football and like you have to like watch uh, film after. So you just like come and you make money off of like uh, selling passes or whatever. Right. And just, like walking around the, the facility. But uh, that's one thing I distinctly remember. Yeah. And I was there, like I said, I was like five, six, seven years mm-hmm. old. I distinctly, distinctly remember. Uh, it being in a neighborhood, which yeah. is really weird, because we parked in some guy's front yard mm-hmm. and walked over there to this. There was a this lot of people selling those, like fifty bucks. To park yeah, neighbor, yep. uh, front so, Someone's front lawn, and we just walked over to, through. It looked like you're walking through Parma, you know, yeah. and just the houses right next to each other, and you're at the same. Super it was weird. Super weird. Yeah. So, uh, and th- like that was the, just like what, seeing all the people tailgating. Like it was like a lot of people tail- tailgating as expected, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I was not expecting to see. The amount of OSU tents that I saw. Oh, really? I saw a lot of OSU people. Like, we like I was like, okay, saw that. Like, we got off the exit. I was like, okay, we're in Michigan territory, and like, we're gonna see all Michigan people. Like, right? What wonder what's gonna be like, right? I saw OSU people like all the time. Just as like as soon as I saw like a group of Michigan people, the next group I saw was like an OSU group. Really? Like, I was shocked by how many OSU people I saw. Honestly, um, I know I know this doesn't com- really compare, but from my own personal experience, going to Penn State. Yeah, not like that at all. Yeah, I'm all sure. Penn State people. Mm. It is just weird. I I wouldn't have yeah. expected that. I don't but know. I mean, like I'm gonna assume because it's like a little bit closer and like because yeah. it's like on the border of Michigan where um, Penn State's like, like all of like east part of Pennsylvania, so yeah. it's a little bit farther, but still. It's a hike. Um, it was it was like really interesting to see. It made me feel a lot more comfortable being there. Absolutely. But, um, so then we went over to the campus. The campus wasn't too bad. Um, it was kind of a little bit underwhelming, but it had some nice parts to it. Okay. We like parked just like at a meter, uh, went and just walked around. We looked up some places to like go to, we were just trying to find a bathroom because we saw it and go to the bathroom from the drive. So we tried to like, okay, let's go to their student union. Well, their student union is closed for construction and it's been closed since 2018. It's not going to get open until next year. So they're they've, like, could you imagine not, not having a student year for two years, student union for two years? Like, you can't even That's get weird. in there or anything like that. The whole thing's closed off. It'll probably um, be really nice, though, when it's done. Yeah, you would think, yeah. Um, Two years worth of it. Guess we'll have to go back to see it. <laughs> uh, so then we finally got into one of the libraries, and we went to the law library first, and that was super nice. Like, 
the main reading room like felt like you were at a college in a movie or something like that or like at a Harvard library. Like, yeah. It was super nice. It was like really old style. Like mm-hmm. the architecture was super nice. And like you would go get out of the library and it would be like a quad. So it would be like surrounding buildings all in a rectangle. So that was really cool too. It really felt like when you think of a college, this is what you kind of think of, you know. Um, Could you compare it to anything at Ohio State? Not really because I just feel like even though OSU's still got like that old format, it's still super modern in my opinion. It's it's half and half. Like we don't really have any like old style architecture. Like even like our OVA buildings, I don't think are like super like old style. Like they had like a lot of like like they had some columns on some of their buildings and everything. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes sense. It's like fifty years older than our university. I think even more than fifty years. So I was, but I still, it's still like. Uh, not too bad or like it wasn't like amazing but it was still pretty cool um we didn't get to do like go to as many things that we uh we would have liked to like we didn't get to see the business school which i heard is really nice um but we like saw their version of their high street which was like state street Hmm. um and it was pretty nice it was a lot more like local places it wasn't necessarily like Wendy's and McDonald's right. and Domino's and like shop. we have. So it was like kind of nice from that aspect. Like even the noodles and company that they had on that thing was and Jimmy John's they had. Those were like even like kind of like more like fancier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they kind of had like a little alley that you walked through and that was like a bunch of little shops, like a Christmas ornament shop and like all these like little like shops that you would never go to unless you wanted something specific. That seems so like very similar like, to Penn State. Yeah. It was like very like uh, like an artistic feel. I don't know. Old timey. Yeah. Like mom and pop shop. Exactly. So I thought that was really cool more um, community aspect of exactly. it it really felt like more of a community for sure um but still like a downtown and kind of a feel but it didn't feel like it didn't feel as downtown as like uh ohio state is in my opinion ohio state is downtown exactly i mean essentially it's a it's connected by one mile strip to downtown exactly so um it was really, it was really nice I, I was pleased with it we they they just recently opened a natural history museum so we went to that and that was really cool uh, they had you guys like, a couple lot. floors and everything to to their museum. It was really nice. So then we went, we drove back to the stadium after that, um, around like eleven or something like that. And we went to the street that we originally found. And that one was full at the time, but we just went to the next street over. Free parking. No, didn't pay a single cent for parking. We just parked on a side street, like wow. as if you're parking in a suburb. Wow. Uh, we got to like the last. It is <laughs> like we were like the str- one street over from the people that were like charging. Like there was like. Four streets in a row that were charging people to park on their street, and then we were like one over. So it was like perfect. Dang, you got lucky. Yeah, so we didn't pay anything smart. for parking. We just it was like twenty minute walk probably to the stadium. Not bad at all. Nothing that you're not used to. Exactly. Already. So got like the walk was kind of weird because by the time we were there walking, since we were like walking around eleven thirty or whatever, it was kind of weird because all the OSU fans were already in the stadium. You could tell because yeah. it was just a long walk of all Michigan fans and us, and we stood out so badly like. Everyone on like, but there no one was really saying anything. Oh really? There was one drunk dude that said something like swore fuck, at us. Fuck like, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> said one, one thing. And then like there was a couple of people that were like beep at us, laughing like, but like being like la- like nice laughing at us, you know, like yeah, like just I, like trying to have fun with it because it's right. like part of going to the game is that yeah, they can't really say anything. They can't like right. they were super nice, honestly. Like I felt bad like it'd be like if they went to OSU, we would be like talking so much crap to them it's just such a like a double standard and honestly they'd be like what's up suck guys got him got him hey you got him buddy (laughs) uh so we just kept walking we just didn't care at all was not bothered by it obviously like and i don't think they were trying to bother us so it doesn't matter but going into the big house that was pretty cool um unique 
unique style. Yeah, because it's just like ten feet high, but like it's you all underground. It's yeah. all underneath. All yeah. underground. Um, it's a big toilet bowl. Yeah, honestly, it was pretty cool. Um, but we walked in. I was surprised like there was no security. It felt like you just walked in. They were like, take your hat off, and that was it. Like I could have taken yeah. on like a bunch of food. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. Where they'll check everyone. That's the real crime. Someone bringing in a bunch of food. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then uh, got in there and it was just super packed everywhere you walked. Like it was like I could walk pretty easily through this the shoe. I like it took a while just to yeah, walk. Like I agree. And it took me a while to find a bathroom where. At the shoe, you walk five feet and there's a bathroom. Million, five feet, a there's a million number. bathrooms. So, I finally find this bathroom. It's huge it seems like the, it seems like the shoe as well. For every one boy bathroom, there's two girl bathrooms. I yeah, swear, it, that's true, honestly. And it makes sense though because like they just you guys can go by fast, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've always noticed, especially that at with the, the trough at the shoe too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so <laughs> I finally find a bathroom like three sections down from my section, mm-hmm. and there's a huge line for like. And then so, like, you had to go down the stairs to go to it. So there was a line to go down the stairs. Then once you got down the stairs, okay. there was a, like, you had to walk down to get to the back of the line at the Seems floor. like a bar bathroom. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, I waited 10 minutes in line to go to the bathroom. Like, like the, two of the, the two guys I was with just went back to their seats. And I'm just, like, s- stuck in this little tunnel area with just, like, all Michigan fans. It would, like, obviously fine. Um, but it was just, like, funny. I just did not expect myself in my life to be surrounded by this many blue and yellow fans. But uh, um, finally get in the bathroom. Just, like, and then you had to wait in line just to get up back up the stairs. Yeah. It was, like, a mess. And then you get to your section. I don't remember the bathroom, unfortunately. Yeah. So I was, like, <laughs> but I, I'm glad I did it because I did not want to have to leave my seats at all. So, um but then I finally get to my section, and there's a line to get into the section. Dang. I waited over five minutes in line just to get to my section. So you missed kickoff. I did not miss kickoff because oh, I was wow. still there early. Um, I got to the end of the line right before I was about to go up the rows to my seat when they did the national anthem. So I just stopped there, did the national anthem, then walked up. So it's kind of perfect. Got to see the uh, the flyover, that, which was really oh, cool. cool. Um, I love that. The seats, we were on the end. It was really nice. We had like a Decent amount of OSU people around us. Like there was an OSU guy right in front of us. One of them was a student was a section. Stadium usher. We weren't in the state in the student section. It was mm. just like, it was just impressive how many OSU fans were there. Honestly, um, I oh I was gonna say where where Ohio State kind of lacks at least from the story that you've told me is that it, it takes forever to get into the shoe. At least for my tickets, a lot of times really? well, it takes me like mine. twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. I usually cut. Don't tell anybody. But Where are you going? Because I don't remember the last time I waited in line to get in the shoe. Blocko South. Takes forever. Oh, because you have to get your your wristband. Okay. Yeah, and double gotcha. double scanned and wristband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I usually cut. So it's just different because of your situation. I got you. So that because, would be nice. For yeah. Um, but, like, if you're not in the Blocko, it's not bad at all. Because when you were in Blocko, did you ever wait in line, really? Uh, Yeah, not really. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I just walk up, I hold my phone up or my ticket and they look at it and I just keep walking. Like I never stop when I'm trying to get my seat, which is kind of impressive. Um, <laughs> something we talked about, uh, on past podcasts, the cottage Inn pizza. Yeah. Uh, that is their stadium pizza. <laughs> really? We were, to, we were trying to pass that as a campus pizza. Cottage is nice. And cottage Inn is their pizza there. Um, a lot of no, I knew, I knew it was from Michigan. I think you told well, me Because we looked yeah. it up on the podcast. I was say, you told but me I was that. like, it was, didn't expect didn't expect them to embrace it that much, I guess, too. 
Uh, so it's kind of cool. They had one like right next to the stadium, like a rest, uh, one of the, the cottage places. But even then, like there was nowhere to eat around there. Really, there was no bars around the stadium. I didn't see any bars on campus. I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, okay, well if I'm here after the game or whatever, and I I can't go to a bar, like I have to just drive wow. somewhere. Like that kind of sucked. Because um, if we didn't want to wait in traffic, but we had to drive in traffic just to get to a restaurant. So, um, but. Then in this in this sec like once we got into our seats it, it like once I was in the bowl like in the big house that like actually in the seats it was breathtaking honestly to my in my opinion like just like looking down and seeing all those heads just like straight down like all the people packed in there it was pretty cool I I did really enjoy the stadium um, I thought the student section position was really weird because they're like in the corner. Like they have half of the end zone and then like half of, half of the corner. corner, and it's only on That's that, and it's only on one side. Like we have both end zones; they only have that area. Like OSU oh, had most of the you. other end zone, which was like shocked. But there were so many OSU fans there. We were able to sing. We don't give a damn about Michigan. Mm-hmm. We were able to chant OHIO multiple times, right? And it was loud. Like you could hear it on the TV. Oh, I heard it. Yeah. So. And that was, like, when Michigan fans were still there. It wasn't, like, because they were clearing out. It was just because there were so many OSU fans there. Um, in the game, good game. The announcer kind of sucked because he messed up multiple times. Uh, Garrett really? Wilson messed me up because he kept wearing 18, and I kept yelling at the announcer because he kept calling him Garrett Wilson. I'm like, that's not Garrett Wilson, but then I found out it was Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but he he kept he called the CUDA seven banks a couple times, and then he the first field goal that they, that they missed, the extra point, he's like, it's good. They gave him the point, and then they're like, it's not good, but they kept the point, and then they were like, actually, it's good, and they just kept going back and forth. It was so bad. It was so annoying. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm Google mapping the uh, stadium right now. Okay, yeah, I see, I could see how that's far. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. You have to, like, walk through. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at No, it. you're good, you're good. Um, but yeah, like just to continue, like, uh, not much to us, but watch the game. It was a great game. Um, like even the Michigan fans were kind of like, we talked about some of the Michigan fans they were really cool. Uh, once they were like, were they depressed? It was kind of funny. Cause at the end, towards the end of the game, when it was like, all right, we got this in the bag and people, a lot of the Michigan fans were leaving. There was one OSU fan in front of us. that was just waving to everyone that was walking by. It was kind of funny. Um, but there was a couple of Michigan fans that came up to us, like, cause we were on the end. The one guy came up to, like, there was a, Three people, I think, the separate people that came up and were like, good luck at the national championship. That's awesome <laughs> to hear, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, good luck at your bowl game. Because, I mean, like, I don't know what they're going to bowl game is going to be. But still, like, Dang. like uh, my one buddy was like, good luck next year. <laughs> like, But, like, they were, like, nice about that. And then the one lady came, the one lady came up and she was like, Merry Christmas. I'm going to the bars to get drunk now. Like, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, I, I, I just had such a good time there. It was really fun. Um, after the game... We went down towards, like, because OSU had, like, a section at the end, other end zone, like, right at the bottom. So, like, they got crazy whenever Meyer walked by and everything. So we went down to them to sing Carmen with everyone. Oh, yeah, that's good. And so that was really cool, just, like, a bunch of OSU fans. There was a really good view. Like, we were, like, seven rows from the field then when we went down. It was awesome. And then, like, after the game, all the, like, OSU players ran up to the, our section. Like, Chase Young jumped into our section. I didn't, like, get super close to him or anything like that, but he jumped up there. JK jumped up there to start taking selfies with people. It was, like, like just a really good time. Big like, time. Like, the OSU players were just going all over the place. Right after the game, though, my favorite part was uh, Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins. They both sprinted to the uh, uh, Michigan marching band and student section. 
And they were just like taunting them like crazy. Really? It was kind of awesome. Yeah. Fields was? Field, like JK did it first. Yeah. And then Fields followed them after. They did it separately. I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, we own this house. They were just like house. talking. They were yeah. talking trash to them? Exactly. They were just like, know uh, what? You could not hear them sing their, uh, play their national, uh, their alma mater. Because yeah. we were cheering the whole time over top of them. Then we played our uh, Carmen filled up the whole house. We, I literally stayed in the stadium until it was like empty. It was just like all the OSU fans just hanging out. It was right. So How fun. could you not? It was like our house. It's your once in a lifetime. It literally thing. felt like our, our building and it was awesome. All right. I talked a bunch. <laughs> there's so much to talk about. Cause yeah, it's so absolutely. Much fun. That's uh, such a unique perspective. I mean, Maybe not, maybe not unique to a lot of people listening, but for me, especially. yeah. For all we know, everyone that's listening to this right now has already been to the big house, but right. it was an awesome time. Uh, they like it was just kind of cool seeing all the Michigan fans like acknowledge how good we were and just like I definitely like, want to go. Like, there were so many people I, I just noticed that you were uh retweeting a lot of Michigan fans, like uh, Dave Portnoy with Barstool, just bashing on his and he's a Michigan fan, just bashing on Michigan. How <laughs> the difference between OSU and Michigan is just. Ups, uh, uh, it, it's, excessive. It's yeah. just like, uh, obnoxious. Um, so that was it. Was, it was awesome just to see. It was just a great day on in general. Uh, Bart, getting into the game. Uh, you start. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know where to start. So obviously Ohio State lost the coin toss. They did tails never fails, and it was heads. Which, which I can't, I can't, I can't blame them. Called to receive the ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. So they deferred. No, yes. They 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 elected to to take the ball. ball. And um, yeah. Sorry, I was confused for a second. I I, (laughs) they they elected to receive the ball. We were on defense. They had the ball first, uh, and they had an awesome drive. Drove right down, Mm -hmm. right down the field. The very first drive. it was loud. I could hear it through the TV. It was loud. Yeah. It was seven it, plays. It was super loud. Seven plays, 75 yards. Marched down the field. Shea Patterson looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we could not Their stop. Their offense in general, just like the, the the plays they were calling, they were locking down Chase Young. They, they consistently ran to him, but were triple teaming him every time. They 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 read the, they watched their film on like mm-hmm. Penn State. And they were ready for it. And I was not scared because it's the first drive of the game. You can't really base anything off the first drive. But it was never louder than after that drive. There was one third down that drive, and they actually got it. It was a third and five, and Ronnie Bell got a seven-yard reception for a first down, and then Ohio State uh, had, a, had a penalty for 15 extra yards. So it tacked on 15 extra yards, and then they just, they just marched on the field from that. But – but I will say that missed field goal was huge. The next point, yeah. Or extra point, sorry. It didn't end up being huge on the scoreboard, but the mentality, that was huge, I feel like. You know? I agree. Missing the field goal. It's like we did everything right, and we still did something wrong. You know? Yeah. They literally had the perfect drive, and they still messed it up. Mm. With that being said, Ohio State marched down the field the very next drive, nine plays, 75 yards. Two minutes and 53 seconds, they ended up taking the lead. So Michigan had a perfect start to the game, literally could not have played better. Missed field goal, Ohio State still went, still yeah. winning, you know? Punt, 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 Ohio State touchdown. At that point, I texted my dad. I said, this one's over, buddy. <laughs> so this one's over. It was 14 to 6. Almost the end of the first quarter, I was like, there's no way. We, we ripped their soul out, you know? Mm. Very next drive. 
Michigan, uh, three plays, 75 yards. 14-13, my dad said, you better shut up. Did not, did not say anything the rest of the game. Ohio State uh, scores again, 21-13. Michigan drives all the way down the field. Fumbles in the, fumbles in the red zone. That. Now that is the actual turning point in the game. Mm-hmm. They don't fumble it there, and they score. It's 21-20, right? Ohio State never looked back. Michigan didn't score again. Didn't score another touchdown again until a minute 30 left to go in the third quarter. And by that point, they were down 42-19. Yeah. It, and, but, like, that was the weird thing is, like, even though we definitely controlled the game the entire time, except for that first drive when we didn't even get the ball yet, it still felt like there was multiple times in that game where Michigan had a chance. Like, when it was 42-19, to a bunch of people left. A bunch of people. I think even actually, actually even, like, around 35-16, a bunch of people were leaving. Um... Everyone cleared out. The guy that we kept talking to, like, he'd cleared out. And then they started coming back a little bit, but they only scored the field goal and then the touchdown. But they were looking nice. It was 42-27. That was still, like, in reach of them catching up. And I think, like, it felt, it, it it felt got, like it a loud game again, again yeah. at that point. And then we scored, and then it was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because Michigan scores, makes it 42-27, and Ohio State comes in, does a three and out. Mm-hmm. So, or, yes, a three and out. Yeah. So at that point, it could have been a huge change, you know. Like yeah. if 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 Michigan comes down after that three and out and scores another touchdown, makes it forty two thirty four. It's a one score game. Mm. And at the worst, and all in in the midst of all that, was when Justin Fields got hurt, and that was like, wow, this is the terrible timing right now. Uh, we had to have Chugunov in, like not a great situation. He did have a decent drive. He got us into the red zone, so we were at least going to get a field goal, and that's all I asked of him. Like, I, if we were going to get a field goal, that was perfect. But he comes in, first play, and I just I don't know why I was I called it. I was just saying I was like he's throwing a touchdown. He's, he's just throwing a touchdown. Like, yeah, I don't know why it was, but I just felt it, and he was ready to come in. He really wanted to come in. I was watching him on the side the whole t- like the whole drive. He he came up there. He. He's like, I'm ready. They weren't going to – like, it didn't look like they were going to put him in at first, but I, I even heard, I guess he, like, was like, no, I'm not, not going to play that. Like, it looked bad. In. It looked yeah, really bad. it really bad. did. From, from my perspective, at watching it on TV, he was in pain. Mm. He, was on the, he was on the ground rolling in pain. Especially because we knew about it before the game that it was an issue. Like, it wasn't like it was a new injury or anything like that. It was his knee, I think, this mm. time. But I think it was, like, the same leg, too, wasn't it? It looked bad. It looked bad. He got rolled up on, and I could tell you – in an instant like this, everybody's hopes and dreams died. Oh, yeah. In the bar, everybody was like, this is it. We might win this game, but there's no chance. You know, no. I mean, Chuganoff played not – I mean, he's, you know what he is, you know. Yeah. He's not going to – he's not going to let anything else. Heisman candidate like Justin Fields. Twitter, everybody instantly. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And I was like, we don't even know what happened. Like, yeah. I mean, I saw the play, but that doesn't mean anything. He walked off on his own. That's a, obviously a huge sign. He wasn't really limping. Exactly. And uh, he was back in three plays later. There was an absolute dot to Garrett Wilson. An absolute dime. On a, on a scramble. Is that not? Is that not true? Was it a it scramble? It was a little bit of a scramble, yeah. Yeah. So he, he looked like he was limping and everything, too. Yeah. So they, uh, he said, he told Ryan Day, he said, put a brace on it. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He's, That's a he, warrior. Like Ryan Day even talked about after. He, one of the toughest players you've ever seen. Yeah. He, he's, he's an absolute warrior. It's insane. Um, I can't. I, 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 
I didn't give up on it that easy because I was like, dude, we don't even know. In the stadium, it didn't even feel like anyone really like gave up on it, honestly. Like everyone was like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> like Michigan didn't cheer because they, I mean, like that's just respect though, too. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear like any like silence or anything like that from like in general after it either. Like everyone was still cheering for Chuggin' Off and everything. It was the same, you know. Um, what did you say? It was the same. I didn't like, I didn't let myself think anything yet. Yeah. No, I, I I think that's a rational and logical approach to it. Exactly. Because you know nothing about anything. You know like nothing. There's, so, there's people that go down because they lose the, the, their, their breath. Yeah. Like, they get the, knock, the wind knocked out of them. And like, that's obviously not an injury at all. It's mm-hmm. just a hard hit. Yeah. You know? And so I had no, I knew nothing, especially from where I was standing. Um, I was a little worried because, I mean, like, the, thing, the only thing I was thinking about was, like, wow, this would be absolutely insane. Like, it feels like the NFL where quarterbacks are just going down, where you have – Tua going down, and then you have Justin Fields going down, and that's just like bringing down two of the best teams in the country. Um, it it really makes a big difference. And Chug, I, and Chug, I was like, uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Chug actually did get a first down though. He did. Master Two was driving a little bit. Well. <laughs> I, I, I was even shocked because they still didn't put JK back in. They kept it with Master Teague, and they were like, you know what? We'll sacrifice this drive if we have to. You know, let's just ride it out. Let's not hurt JK out at the same time. Yeah. You know, and we'd be fine. Um, but that's the person we haven't talked about yet. I was going to say, the real story of the game. Just quickly on Justin Fields, career day. I mean, he went 14-25, 302 yards, four touchdowns, and almost a, a perfect QBR at 88.8, which I think goes up to 100 in college, right? Isn't that correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Chris Chuganoff, one of two, 11 yards, a 95.7 QBR. I mean, I mean, come <laughs> on. Would it, would it really be that bad? Um, but, yeah, the man of the day. J.K. Dobbins, man, did like absolute beast, absolute monster. What just it's going to go the one of the best performances in OSU Michigan uh, rivalry history. History easily, mm-hmm. two hundred and eleven yards, six point eight average uh, yards per carry. That's absurd. Yeah, that is absurd. Four touchdowns and a forty-one, uh, forty-one yard long run. It it seemed like that you couldn't give the guy the ball enough. He was just mm-hmm. on it. He was on it. His like first run in the game, like we we I don't know why, but we came we got the ball after they just scored a touchdown. We started passing it. I was yep. Like, why are yep. we passing it? Like establish the run. Yep. We give him the ball, get the first down. Given the like, we start passing again. I'm like, won the ball. Like it's the first. It was like drive. third. Like, it was like third it? down. Like four yeah. four play, four downs in a row. We gave him the ball and he got a first down. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, maybe we should start feeding the whole game. And we did. He got 31 carries, which I think is the most of his career because. In Maryland, he had 30 last year, and that was a huge game for him. Um, But, yeah, 211 yards, and that's not even counting his 49 receiving yards because he had a couple huge catches for us as well, Um, exactly a couple because he had two catches. Um, It it was a J.K. Dobbins game. Fields opened up looking – pretty shaky as well he did he he i was like dang like is this whole like atmosphere getting to him like he hasn't played in this kind of an atmosphere yet um this is the biggest game of his career i was i was i was honestly not even lying getting a little worried that's why i wanted us to give the ball to jk like this is a guy that's been in these games before he was he's been in a couple bowl games like he's ready for this situation like don't put everything on Justin Fields. Let J.K. run the ball. Let him do what he's been doing amazingly all season. Just the first drive alone. So we open it up. Uh, Justin Fields pass incomplete to Chris Olave. All right, mm. so it's second and 10. J.K. Dobbins run for 34 yards. <laughs> first down. 
Justin Fields pass incomplete to Ben Victor. So it's second and ten again. And these passes weren't necessarily even really close. Like, they were no, pretty bad, both were. of them. Jacob Dobbins run for eight yards. So it's third and two. Jacob Dobbins run for four yards, first down. Uh, Justin Fields sacked. Justin Fields incomplete. So now we're at third and 14. Justin Fields passed complete to Jacob Dobbins for 28 yards. <laughs> Jacob Dobbins five-yard run for a touchdown. So he had every single yard in that drive. Yeah, pretty much. No, he did. Yeah. He did. He, had, he, was, he accounted for every single yard in that drive. And that probably wasn't even his best drive of the game. 75 yards. 75 yards in the first drive of the game, and you knew from that point forward. I agree with you, though. They kept on passing the ball. I'm like, what are you guys doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And at some point, they were just like, screw it. We're just going to keep running it. You know, it's, yeah. they can't stop it, so why, why would we stop, you know? No, I agree. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just an all-time game. I'll always remember that performance, honestly, for oh, yeah. the rest of my life. Like, um, him and Chase Young have just been – Two of the best players, to, like the most fun players to watch this season. I mean, there's no de- no denying it. It's I'm going to remember these performances for the rest of my life. Um, Chase Young, just touch on him real quick because he's the guy that we talk about every week. Uh, as we talked about, held the entire game really triple team like nonstop. Like you, he had like you can't ask for him to do anything. I'm sure like if we were to give him a rating, it was still probably pretty high. He still had a good game. He got two QB hurries. Um, they just never let him go against uh, a single lineman, which makes sense. I mean, why would you? I mean, he had – he did they yeah. Penn State did that, and he got three sacks. I mean, so um, – But what made – what was crazy, though, kind of touching up on, on after the game is that I don't think that a zero-sack performance really hurt him this week. It didn't, People no. were still like – he should be a Heisman candidate after mm-hmm. this week, even though he, he was held to no sacks. I think people realized that Michigan really <laughs> game-planned – uh, to stop him, and mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. No, you can't do that. A triple team or a double team like that. Yeah, and you and you and as a defense, you can't dedicate two to three guys yeah. to one guy every single play. You like know? they literally were double teaming him and then having a, a third guy like pull towards him. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like they, I mean, but it like because of his like it just showed his his how important he was. Right. Not only did the game plan specifically for him. Yep. But it also allowed all other defenders to step up. Like absolutely, they, a lot of defenders had a huge game. Uh, our linebackers had a bunch of tackles. They linebackers didn't do so well in pass coverage. Even De, even uh, Devon Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably like the four, fifth or sixth rotation guy on that defensive line, right? And, it, and he had a monster actually, game. That that game actually allowed him to uh, earn a Big Ten uh, All Conference award. He actually ended up being, uh, I think, second or third team all Hamilton? defensive lineman. He doesn't start. I yeah, uh, he rotates more because our 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 line is weird, but especially like Robert Landers and everything's been having a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's been, he was able to have a good game and everything because of it. And I think that that probably had some influence on it for sure. Um, yeah, Davon Hamilton, third team, right with uh. Robert Landers, because that's not Robert Windsor. It's supposed to be Robert Landers. I was going to say, who's Robert Windsor? Yeah. Um, but uh, – Yep, third team right there. Um, yeah, media and coaches. We'll get in more into those Big Ten awards. But, um, yeah, even Jonathan Cooper had a sack, and, like, that's just crazy because he's redshirting this year, so he can only play in four games. But in one of the games that he was able to play, they let, they made him play in Michigan, and I think that's awesome. You know, probably could have played against a team like Rutgers, or but they're like, no, yeah, yeah, we have four games with you. Let's save you for yeah. Michigan. Let's save you for the Big Ten Championship game. You know, I think that's awesome too. Uh, Garrett Wilson, if there was like, what is it with what is with 
freshman wide receivers the past two years. Yeah, against, off against, against Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Like, it was Chris Olave last year with, like, two touchdowns. This year was uh, Garrett Wilson. He had a couple nice returns. He did fumble a return, which sucked. Um, but he had three catches for 118 yards, one catch was for 47 yards, and a touchdown. And the one was at, like, the one-yard line. He would have had another touchdown if he uh, would have got, gotten that one in. Um, he had an absolutely insane game. Chris Olave, as always, huge game for him, too. T- two catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. 57 was his longest one. Um, and even also Mac, Like, he had three catches and a touchdown. Like, two of those three catches were the same thing he runs every year, where he just runs, runs a, like, a little out. He just yeah. comes back to the ball. It was just kind of so <laughs> Yeah, fun, like but. a comeback route. Mm. Um, Jarvis Landry. But, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, just really goes to show what the margin is between these two teams. Um, a lot. Some people were trying to roast our secondary after the game because they passed a lot over us. They had 305 passing yards. But Jeff Akuda locked their receivers down. Like, this is probably the best receiving core we've faced all season, um, in my opinion at least. Um, maybe Penn State's a little close with KJ Hamler. But we lo- he locked him down, like – Shea Patterson challenged him. He started passing to him, and Jeff Okuda took that challenge and did not let the, anyone catch the ball against him. Um, yeah, the the announcers were all over him. I mean, every time they, they – it was an incomplete pass. I swear Jeff Okuda was around the ball. Oh, yeah. He, he did an amazing game. A lot of the their complete passes were kind of like uh, little um, slants and uh, just like getting uh, into the open. Like they, 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 they did a good job of scouting us and everything. I can't – deny that um but they definitely still did not call the right plays in this game and that's why everyone's calling for jim brown uh jim harbaugh to be fired and don brown so jim brown yes my bad <laughs> uh right. yeah so i, I think that's, that covers it we've talked a lot about this game but it's the biggest game of the season every year so. well one of your bold predictions was they were going to hold michigan to under 100 yard rushing they did they did technically technically if it was the nfl they wouldn't have because What's of it? Shea Patterson. Because of yeah. Shea Patterson. Mm-hmm. Because he was sacked uh, a couple times. I don't know, two times. Yeah. And I did say Shea, Shea Patterson would have more passing yards than Justin Fields. He beat them. He beat Justin Fields by like three passing yards. So I was right about that. But three, yeah. My score was. We had, we had more passing yards as a team, though. Yeah, yeah. Because of Chuganoff's one completion and for Akuda, a first time. I said we get a pick. He was very close to one. He did tip one almost to himself. That was pretty awesome, too. Um,. But all right, uh, you got anything else about that game? It was just it was it was an incredible experience um, as always watching them. When it re- I mean in the second half it really wasn't very much in question. It was kind of like Penn State where Penn State was even even closer, but it was like it was kind of close, but like you were never really too worried, you know. Yeah, I, um, agree. I will say that a key to the game was Pete Werner. I wasn't wrong on it. <laughs> I thought he was going to have a great game. He had an awful first half. Yeah, he he, he he made up for it in the second half by he he bounced back nicely. Um, you got to give Pete credit though, man. Yeah, you were you were off on the first half for sure, but it was still not as bad as mine because I said Sean Wade and he didn't even know, he didn't even play in the game because he was a game time decision. Apparently he's hurt, but. Because of that, hopefully he'll be back for this week because yeah, his yeah. absence was definitely missed in this definitely game. Definitely missed. It, it was felt. It did allow a lot of uh, backup corners to get in, and they did awesome. Uh, Mirip, uh, I think that's how you say his name, he had a pick. Uh, we did, like, uh, whenever they threw to him, he was locking them down too. There's so, a bunch of young guys in there. Our corners played actually really well. Marcus Hooker watched, got in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. He did, yeah, I saw that. Um, 
our corners in general, I thought did really well. I think most of their completions were against our linebackers, and I mean, th- what can you expect? You know, Pete Pete had a Pete had a rough first half. The first touchdown was it was either first or second touchdown. I think it was the first one. Mm. They had Pete Werner one on one with Ronnie Bell, and he yeah. got juked out of his shoes <laughs> and absolutely wide open in the end zone. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. Allen Robinson with another touchdown. Let's go. <laughs> Give him a touchdown. We're watching the Bears uh Cowboys game. Touchdown. Nice. Go ahead. Let's um, move on to something that happened more recently. Yeah, um, I will say uh the, the, the was announced for the OSU Michigan game that it was the most watched game on Fox all season. So that was pretty awesome. Um as expected. I think that happens like every single year lately. Um, no matter how big of a margin of victory is, um OSU fans just sh- Show up to the game and watch the game. What was Michigan ranked heading into the game? 13 in CFP. Okay. Because I – okay, go ahead. But they were – we were only uh, nine-and-a-half point favorites. So, uh, a lot of winners on that one. Yeah. <laughs> if they took OSU, which they should have. Um, but last night, OSU basketball, they traveled to the North Carolina Tar Heels at the Dean Smith Arena, and it was six versus seven because the rankings are crazy right now. We'll uh, just to run through that because already they're being changed again already because uh, a lot of games happened last night uh, because of the big and the, the the day before because of the Big Ten ACC challenge. But uh, a lot of changes. Michigan moved all the way up to four. They went from unranked to four. Uh, Maryland's at three, and then OSU at six. Um, the top ten was just changed a bunch. How did Michigan just, go from unranked to four? Who'd they beat? They beat uh, North Carolina, and then the the very next game they beat Gonzaga. Two top ten teams. So uh, okay, they they were and they're undefeated. It's not like they were just unproven before that, and so they became proven and they jumped up big time. I thought they lost. Um, they did. They did just lose. Okay. Uh, they they played in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They played against Louisville, who was number one at the time that they played, and they did lose to Louisville. So. Um, OSU though they, they beat sorry <laughs> they went to North Carolina and beat them 74 to 49 so just looking at rankings wise real quick Louisville stays they they will stay they won Kansas stays. probably stays uh, Maryland they won against Notre Dame technically could jump them because we have the better resume Maryland hasn't beaten anyone yet but say we don't Michigan and drop. Virginia both, both lost. lost at minimum we'll be five we'll be four We'll be four. So it's absolutely insane. I don't remember the last time we've even been ranked in the top 10, and now we might be number four when the rankings come out. I'm not. Good time to be alive. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ohio State basketball person. Like, I've, I've gotten into Ohio State basketball since I've gone to school here. But before that, it was like Thad Mata. He wasn't very good. And like, we were. We, we had were, a, a really good solid time and then, like, fell off. Yeah, we were time. kind of irrelevant for the four years before 2016 or six years, whatever. What I was going to say is what I think this might have been the biggest Ohio State basketball game this decade from 2010 to 2020 or 2019 so far. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went in there and we absolutely destroyed them. We, we honestly, we did. And no one would have seen that. We, we, uh, North Carolina was three point favorites. Um, so no one would have seen that coming at all. And I'm even, I did not see that coming. I, I knew that we were good. I'm not going to lie. I knew we were good. But I did not think, think we were, we were going to even close, not yeah. at all. Um, Let alone beat them by 30. Exactly. 
Um, it's two. Last time we were th- like good like this, I would say is when Jared Solinger was there with Aaron Kraft too. We made it to the final, final four. four now it's yeah. 2012. Yeah. So it's tough to say best decade, but in yeah. the 2011, 2012 season, we did make the final four with Jared Solinger, um, and Aaron Kraft in that year. But once Jared Solinger left, it it's been rough ever since he left. Aaron Kraft did take us to the. Uh, to the tourney, we lost to Dayton, I think, in the first round. Then D'Angelo Russell came for one year, made the tournament with him, yeah. made, I think, to the second round, didn't do anything with him. Then, like, the past two years before this, we made the tournament, second round, the tournament both years, but this team looks so special right now. Um, so, uh, getting into the game real quick, um, it was a f- super fun game to watch. Going into the half, we were t- up 29 27. And then just absolutely destroyed them in the second half, forty-five to twenty-two. Well, well, the first half, um, it was very frustrating to watch mm-hmm. because we were playing really well, and then we just started turning the ball over. I think we had ten turnovers at halftime. To their, yeah, we had a to good lead three. at one point in the first half. Oh yeah, we let them come back right at the end of the first half. Oh yeah, we were up. I think like almost 10 at one point, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then it was like literally seven possessions in a row. I swear we turned the ball over. Yeah. Um, we had 10, 10 turnovers the first half. They had three. And that just shows you, and we were still up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second half, I think they really cleaned that up, and you could tell by the scoreboard. Definitely. I, I completely agree. Um, personally, I watched mostly the second half because I had a class in the, for the first half. Um, so Josh will be the first half expert for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Um. But uh, watching the second half uh, and our absolute dominance, I don't think I've ever had this much fun. In, like just watching amazing defense. They play. Um, they play amazing basketball both sides of the. Court. Yeah, we we so we haven't let a single team score sixty points on us. At yeah. one point, I thought North Carolina could have been that team. They ended up scoring yeah. forty nine. They didn't even get close to sixty in this game. It's like, I think this is the the first time in Roy Williams' career that a team hasn't scored. 60 through like the first five games or yeah. something like that, and they're mm-hmm. at game seven, they still haven't yeah, exactly. So, I think, I think it's definitely not the same North Carolina. I was gonna say, I been, think it's a part, it's definitely been different, but no matter what, that was a huge win for us. Huge win, I think it and really cemented us as being like the villain. The Nova game was awesome, mm-hmm. nobody saw that coming either, but I think that might have been kind of like deemed as fluky almost, yeah, um, because they came to our, our house and like. We hadn't played it. That was our first away game of the year, too. We hadn't played a mm-hmm. game on the road we haven't, yet. No, so that was a big test for sure. That, yeah, uh, that against well. a really tough team, and we we really really showed up, and I was like shook. I was mm-hmm. shook the entire game. Yeah, um, going into this game, uh, Virginia was up there. It was like one of the the uh, they were up there number one with the best yep. uh, defense, just averaging. They were averaging only forty points allowed for the opponent. They ended up losing to Purdue, Purdue so there's they went put up a seventy bit. on them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they're still number one in defensive rankings. But OSU fourth, uh, only behind Liberty and Sacramento State. Sacramento State and Liberty probably not going to be. And ours actually teams. went down. Our actually went down too because a bit, yeah. we were fifty two point three and we only gave up forty nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I mean, like that's awesome to see because not only are we having awesome defense, but our offense is showing up every game too, which hasn't been the true the past two years, especially last year. We had a solid defense, but really didn't have much of an offense. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time to be watching this. No doubt about that. Well, one thing that I noticed when we were down, 
you know, we were we were pretty much up the entire first half. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time we were down, it was like eight to six or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that when we needed a spark, Holman put in Carton. Kid yeah. is a absolute thunderbolt, you mm-hmm. know, lightning bolt. I'm sorry. And Freshman, right? Yeah. Yeah, put him in there, and he really gets that offense going. He's so fast, and he's so he plays so much better than a freshman should. Yeah. It was really freshman versus freshman because if you look at North Carolina's roster, they had the number one freshman in the country, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, yeah. And we, I mean, we held him to 15. Mm-hmm. And he, and at one point, he hit like three threes in a row. Yeah. To get him back into the game a little bit, so. If, I mean, he obviously scored those, but if you take those out, I mean, we pretty much limited to him like a 10-point game, you know? Yeah, honestly. I mean, he those do count for him, and they were big points in the game, but, like, they were kind of fluky mm-hmm. just because he pulled up from, like, half court, like, two yeah, times yeah. in a row, essentially, you know? And it was it was freshman versus freshman, pretty much, and Cole Anthony played a lot more minutes, but Carton would really provided that, like, that, that burst of energy that our offense needed. And you could tell that Holtman kind of relies on him. He doesn't really want to mm-hmm. because he's a freshman. He kind of wants to develop him a little bit. But when we need when we need something to spark our offense, Carton's the first guy to get in there. He's awesome. He is. Uh, he, he was lights out. Um, he was awesome. I mean, he's got eight points. That's, I mean, that's solid. That, if he were just to be on North Carolina, that's the third highest score. Two steals. Yeah, what does that say? Yeah, two he, two he, rebounds, four assists. Two, two steals, four assists. Uh... Eight points. He had, he was two for four from three, and that's all in nineteen minutes. And that's yeah, that uh, that's awesome. I mean, he just gets up and down the court so fast. Like mm-hmm. they they, I think they just have to play him differently. Like I'm no basketball a- expert, but it really was like he's so fun to watch. He really is so fun to watch. Yeah, and I th- one of the, my favorite things about uh, this like do it, what we did after the game was we were, after watching the game we looked at all of our players and looked at just like how old they are. we have a young team super young which I thought we actually had a little more experience but I mean like we have a lot of experience but a lot of them are juniors so and none of them are going to the, to the draft like Caleb Weston's not having an amazing season this year so I don't he had a good see game, him though. He, 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 uh, he's just not showing up in the statue as much you know like he had he had uh, nine rebounds and ten points. So he's it seemed like every really time he well touched still. the ball too, they wanted to call a foul on him on mm-hmm. offense. Like he was having a tough second half. He's definitely uh, attracting defenders to allow guys like Dwayne Washington to go off with eighteen instant bucket, Carton to get eight points. You know, so he's definitely being huge for that aspect. Um, but I don't know like what his draft aspect is. So I could see him staying another year. Um, Walker's only a sophomore. Kyle Young's a junior. Luther Muhammad's only sophomore. a sophomore. Washington's a sophomore. Liddell, Gaffney, and Carton are all freshmen. So, I mean, the only senior, I think, on our roster right now is Andre Weston. Yeah. He's been playing really well the past two games. But he's a good, he's I'll, a, he's I'll, a big I'll glue guy. Him to keep everyone else big, big glue guy. He's, a, he's a pretty much a small forward, a little bit smaller than Caleb. Eight rebounds, nine rebounds. I'm sorry. Mm. Nine rebounds. Like he's in there. And, and Caleb's like the same way. Yeah. They're, they're instant rebounds. Like mm. they do not let people rebound over them. Seriously. Like, North Carolina was leading the country in rebounding, I think, going into this game. They, that was, like, the, the biggest note was, like, that they just rebound like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we out-rebounded in this game. We had, yeah, they did lose. Yeah, we had 48 rebounds. They had 32. They, lo- they, they lost the, one of their best players. Um, what is his name? Scroll up a little bit. Yeah, Bakat. Bak- Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a huge hit for them. He only played seven minutes. Like yeah, that's true. He he was playing really well. He already had three rebounds in seven minutes, and he would have pretty much played the entire game. Um, but I still think we would have won handily. Yeah, I mean, he's, he that's, make, that's a big uh, presence. That you can't make though. a twenty-five point difference. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, right. Just to get into the importance of this game, some records from that game. Um, it was the lowest field goal percentage ever shot by North Carolina, a single game at the Dean E. Smith Center. Uh, Ohio State's plus 23 margin in the second half was the largest by any North Carolina opponent in Dean uh, Smith Center history. It was the third lowest points North Carolina has ever scored. And the 25-point win by Ohio State was the second largest margin of victory by a visiting team at North Carolina. Um, and uh, awesome stat that I thought, too, uh, that I saw was that the only teams to uh, beat two top 10 teams this early on in the season by 25, at least 25, is only happened four times. We're one of them. Mm-hmm. All four of those teams went on to uh, either go to the national championship or win. That's a pretty good stat. Yeah, That's a pretty good group to be a part of. Yeah, I was going to say. And one of them was Villanova it, the last time they won. And the other stat that I thought was awesome was we were the first program to beat um, two top ten teams uh, within a span of five days uh, since 92, and which was Michigan. Um, because Michigan was top ten really only in been 10 AP. Oh, with football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's football we, and basketball. Because we beat football – and yeah, because that's what I wonder what Michigan was in uh, basketball. Yeah, yeah, because they saw that, and I was like, I don't know if that's yeah. Michigan's right. number ten in the AP when we played them, okay. but thirteen in CFP. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's so, good that. Uh, we got number one in football, number six in basketball, soon to be number four in basketball. It's pretty awesome. Still at number one. Mm-hmm. Both hockey teams in the top ten. Wrestling OSU dominance. is five. Four, they're, they're up there, too, I, pay, five, I, I think. I forgot. We checked it not too long ago. They're for ago. sure top ten, though. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome. Uh, love a, to see it. Yeah, it's a great year to be a senior. Mm-hmm. All right, you, let's get into some Big Ten awards. Uh, those came out this week. I believe they just came out uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. The defensive were Tuesday, offensive were Wednesday. Uh, right off the bat, we Ohio State became the first Big Ten team to ever clear uh, to sweep the top three honors. We won Coach of the Year, Ryan Day, Defensive Player of the Year with Chase Young, and Offensive Player of the Year with Justin Fields. We were the first Big Ten team to ever do that. And Ryan Day became the first coach to win um, win the Coach of the Year in the Big Ten in 40 years. The Just last person to do it was crazy. Yeah, the last person to do it was Earl Bruce in 1979. That's a crazy stat. It I is. would have not thought that. You know who uh, who was born in 1979, 40 years ago? Ryan Day. Ryan Day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Did not know that. So but. it was pretty cool. Uh, um, he won uh, in media vote. Uh, he did not win coaches vote, but the media one is – media in general is the one that people care more about in general. Um because coaches kind of get he some did bias have some into it some com- like competition in that though like PJ Fleck had an awesome year with Minnesota yeah I mean that's why OSU hasn't won in forty years because they always base it off of the the, the, yeah, the surprise great, team yeah. but if you think about it, with Ryan Day and this team we were expected to come in like fourth in the conference and we're, that was a fourth complete or fifth joke in the Big Ten. yeah um, but then so yeah. Chase Young, Defensive Player of the Year. Justin Fields, Offensive Player of the Year. The kind of shockers of uh, of the year awards was uh, J- Jeff Kuda did not win Defensive Back of the, of the Year. Anton Winfield Jr. from Minnesota won. Um, that's not too much of a shock. Anton Winfield is actually up for uh, Defensive Player of the Year just in general in all of college football along with Chase Young. Um, his stats have just been out of the charts this year. Uh, and one of the reasons that Minnesota has been so good, but Jeff Akuda 
every every scout is agreeing that Jeff Kudo is far and away better than yeah. Winfield. It's just that no one throws their Kudos because he's so good that his stats don't show up. And that's what sucks. Um, and then J.K. did not win running back of the year. Jonathan Taylor did because Jonathan Taylor just barely gets him in a little some of the stats, but. J.K. has not played much in the second half of many games, and he also averages more yards per carry. I'm kind of pissed. Um, my guy, Drew Chrisman, did not get punter of the year. He did not. He didn't even make all conference. That's, that's actually he a shame. He does not punt enough. He does not punt enough. He is, he, he's the best punter in the country. Mm-hmm. Did he get honorable mention? He did. He got uh, honorable mention for punting. Um, I'll get that to that okay, one a little okay. bit. Um, so, uh, defense wise, uh, just going through OSU, Malik Harrison, Chase Young and Jordan Fuller and Jeff Kuda, all four of them were first team, all big 10. Um, also we had, um, Damon Arnett, uh, was a second team, all big 10, Davon Hamilton, Hamilton, Robert Landers and Sean Wade were third team, all big 10. And then uh, media-wise, uh, all the same uh, for the most part. Um, no one uh, different included, but Chase Young Malik was Harrison. unanimous. Malik, Malik Harrison uh, was second team was in second media, team. Yeah, yeah, instead of first team. Uh, but honorable mentions for Ohio State, Tuff Borland, Baron Browning, Jay Sean Cornell, Robert uh, Landers. So BB. I don't know how he got into both. But Who's Robert Windsor? I. I, he's not, I did not see him on the roster when I looked him up, so I'm assuming that was a mistake. But, uh, and then Pete Warner. Um, so it was pretty awesome how much we controlled that on defense after the year where we sucked on defense last year. Uh, Blake Hubble, third team, all Big Ten. Uh, that was pretty awesome to see. Um, and then uh, Drew Chrisman, honorable Habiel, mention. Sorry, it's sorry, yes, you're right, you're right. Um, special teams uh, for media was also the same. Um, sportsmanship awards, Justin Hilliard, who, uh, shout out to Justin Hilliard was just awarded a sixth year yes, he because he has had so many injuries, which was awesome to see because he's been really playing a lot better this year and starting this show up this year. The only thing that kind of sucks is the only linebacker that's probably going to leave after this year is Malik Harrison. So he's kind of stuck, <laughs> uh, in that kind of a role. Um, but he'll still get some meaningful minutes for sure. Um, we'll see what happens next year with that. Um, but moving on to offense, uh, also uh, controlled this not as well as the defense, um, but J.K. Dobbins, along with Jonathan Taylor, was first-team running back, all Big Ten. Justin Fields was first-team quarterback. Uh, just a little note, Shea Patterson was third-team all Big Ten. Eh. But the big one, uh, the big two are Chris Olave, third-team all Big Ten for receivers. Kind of a little bit of a low for him. Uh, I think we would both agree that he should have been a little bit higher. But the issue is that we just don't throw a ton. And it's like the most he's had, I think, is like five catches in a game uh, where you've got both Minnesota receivers getting a ton of catches. KJ Hamler getting a ton of catches. Those were all above him. So it's understandable when you have just a, a bunch of solid receivers and we don't throw a ton because we're up by a bunch. You know who's interesting that's not on this list? Um, that kid from Purdue. Yeah, he, uh, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. Yeah, Moore, yeah. He, I don't know what happened this year. I don't know if he had injuries. Just right. The team wasn't very Something good. Something I just noticed right he now. He was All-American. Just first team All-American last year as a freshman. I think it was like the first freshman ever to, like that, to be at the higher and like that for a uh, skilled player. Um, but still... Uh, missing, but the the kind of crazy thing is, uh, um, 
Purdue got the freshman of the year award as well uh, again this year with David Bell, wide receiver. So I don't know. Uh, but the uh, the other one that was absolutely insane, uh, and I love to re- uh, see this every time I see it, um, and a lot of people are discussing, we don't have the records, uh, we haven't found it, but if this is the first time this has ever happened, but Master Teague, third right. ten- team All-Big Ten, they're trying to see if he was the first backup to ever win All-Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised if right. he was because that's not something you'll ever see, especially in college. There's not committees in college, really. Um, I mean, Mike Weber did not get this ever when J.K. was at the top of his level, at the top of his game. But Master Teague, third team, all Big Ten, uh, both co- uh, both in media and in coaches. Um, but then the other awesome thing was that um, offensive line, all five of us, of our offensive line, made it onto the uh, all, all Big Ten somewhere. So yeah. we had... We had um, mm. one. Uh, we had Jonah Jackson made uh, the coaches' first team. Wyatt Davis, Brandon Bow- Bowen, Tyre Ty- Munford, all second team, and then Josh Myers third team, uh, and then also and Luke, Luke Farrell yeah. tight end. Um, but team. in uh, media, Wyatt Davis was the first team. I was gonna say Wyatt Davis is he's, much better. He's a sophomore, uh, probably gonna be excelling next. He's probably year. gonna be a first round pick next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Josh Myers, Jonah Jackson, Thyron. Jonah Jackson is from Rutgers, correct? I believe so. So he he, he actually go in the draft this year because I think he's a grad transfer. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I think that's actually the part of our team besides defensive line is that's going to have the biggest turnover as our yeah. offensive line. Wyatt Davis will still be here. Josh Myers will still be here. Uh, but Jonah Jackson and Brandon Bowen will all be, will both be leaving. And I'm pretty sure Dyer Munford is a junior or sophomore. So he'll be returning. But Nicholas Petit-Freer, he's had some good times when he's uh, come in as a reserve. He actually started uh, one game and he's been playing pretty well. Four. He's a five-star recruit. He's a redshirt freshman. He came in one game to uh, Brandon Bowen, right? Yeah, for Brandon Bowen. Um, so we got some solid depth right now. So I'm not worried about our offensive line at all. Um, the only, uh, the only uh, honorable mention was KJ Hill. So it's kind of disappointing for a senior year not to see him get All Big Ten, but absolute dominance of the All Big Ten in, especially in a year where the Big Ten's dominant again in all of football. So I have an update on Rondale Moore. Okay. He only played four games this year. So injury, an injury, yeah. but he. So he and it was in the beginning of the year. He only played four games. He uh, in one game he had 11 receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown. The next game, that was their opener. The next game against Vanderbilt, he had 13 receptions, 220 yards, and a touchdown. And then um, TCU in Minnesota, he only had three three receptions and two receptions respectively. And uh, then he didn't play another game the rest of the year. So he must have gotten injured in that Vanderbilt game or, or that TCU game and kind of just try to play, and they, they probably couldn't get, it, get him to go. But That's kind of good to know, though, that he didn't take any drop-off without, like, after losing his quarterback because David Blau's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. He played decently for the Lions this week. So it's good to know that that wasn't the reason. He's just that supreme of a player. Um, it'll be exciting to see him play next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I wonder to if it. he uh, will be able to redshirt this year. He only played four games, so, yeah, yeah why not? I mean, it's not like it hurts you to redshirt it. If you don't, if you even if you decide to go in the draft after next year, you can still have it just you in case something, go, right. something happens next year. Absolutely. Um, that's 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 good to know. Thanks for the update. You're welcome. Um, real quick with uh, CFP, nothing really changed. OSU is still number one. 
Um, but Utah and Oklahoma, the first two out. Baylor at seven. Wisconsin's at eight, so that's a big thing for us. And then the big one, Alabama, dropped down to 12 after losing Auburn. Probably the, one of the most fun games to watch all year. It was insane game. Uh, I was I keeping I up with it. I been able to watch the entire game. Uh, I got to watch lis- listen to it some at the end of the game. It was kind of cool listening to the Auburn announcers call it. So that was kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. They were crazy about it. Um, but just so much back and forth. It was the most points scored against uh, Nick Saban ever when he was at Alabama, 48 points. And that was after, in a season where he gave up 44 to LSU. So not a great defensive year at all no, for Alabama. They lost their best player the first game of the year. So mm-hmm. kind of hard to come back from. And then lost Your middle linebacker, so. your captain of the defense. Yeah, and for a while I was like, okay, Matt Davis is not doing too bad. I mean, Matt Jones is not Matt doing Jones. too not Mac, bad. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I thought I, I keep going back. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's Mac. Yeah. Uh, he, I th- at first I was like, okay, he's not doing too bad. And then he threw two pick sixes. Yeah, so, that's not good. Not great. Tua probably would not have done that. <laughs> and one was Other like Tua probably wouldn't have done yard, that. Uh, pick six. Weird. Off yeah. the back, it was like 108 yards. It looked really. like the, uh, the kick six when they uh, upset him last time. Um. But other not, Tua wouldn't have done it either. They no. should have just put other Tua in. <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing baby, uh, baby Tua. Really to talk about with that. Which, which something that's quick, quickly about the CFP. Um, this weekend's huge, not only uh, for Ohio State, obviously, but that number, uh, that number four spot it will be up for grabs considering what happens because Georgia and LSU play this weekend in the SEC championship, and uh, Utah don't know who they play. Utah plays Oregon in the – in the, their conference championship. Big game. And then Baylor plays Oklahoma yeah. in their conference championship. So it really could be, a, for the fourth spot, it really could be Georgia. If they win, they stay in. If Maybe Georgia wins, they're, they're in. They're in. I think if and Georgia wins, LSU nothing stays. happens. Yeah. I think LSU stays too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that would change is Clemson jumps up to two. Yes. Yes. And LSU goes to four. Mm-hmm. Um. And that means Ohio State will play him. So let's go LSU. We want LSU to win this weekend. Um, but Utah could absolutely lose to Oregon, and Oklahoma could absolutely lose to Baylor. They only won by three points last time. Yeah. I listened to an interview with their coach, Matt Rule, today, and he is fired up about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a really good game. I wasn't really looking forward to that to either, but that Big Ten 12, that Big 12 championship is going to be awesome, and that very well could be the playing game for the number four spot. Yeah, and the best part about it is that so OSU's is at eight o'clock, and so is Utah's, but it leaves us a perfect chance to watch Baylor, Oklahoma at twelve, and then at it's f- at noon. Yeah. Wow. And then at four is Georgia LSU. Wow! So we get so to watch all, all those games. Of games on Saturday. Those will be awesome. This is, in my opinion, one of the like the better uh, conference championship weeks in the past few years. Like, I mean, last year was not great with OSU versus Northwestern. Um, and it was Alabama against, I don't even remember, like Kentucky or Florida. It was not a good SEC game. So it, this is a much Yeah, it might have even been Kentucky, yeah. I think it was Kentucky, Oklahoma actually. Oklahoma played Texas, and Oklahoma blew Texas out. So I'm much, uh, I'm much more looking forward to this weekend than uh, last year for I, sure. Oklahoma favored nine in that game. I think that's way too much. I really do think Baylor th- is going to keep it close. I, Baylor was up like 25 year. points. 28 to 3. 28 yeah. to 3, yeah. 25 points, yeah. They were up 25 points in that game, you know. Um, it's, I think that's going to be a really interesting game to and watch. And they only played them three weeks ago. If I had to predict right now who's getting in, I think LC wins. I think Utah beats Oregon closely. 
and Oklahoma beats them a decent amount to, and Oklahoma ends up taking the fourth. I think Oklahoma is all. I also think Oklahoma is going to get that fourth spot because it is the four best teams in the country. They they have said that they do have Jalen Hurts, and I think that that one loss they're going to end up writing off to Kansas State. You know, but people, but Utah is going to throw a huge fit. It's kind of like that year that Ohio State jumped TCU. Yeah, um, it's going to be true. very similar to that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it, it paid off. TCU up because they won it all. Yeah. I was going to say it paid Oklahoma's off. Gonna be that team this exactly. Year, exactly. But you don't know. I mean, we didn't we think don't. Ohio State was going to be that team either. But we're talking about how excited we are for these these conference championship games. But the line, the spreads, I mean. Are all big on Ohio. Yeah, on Utah all is favored by six and a half. OSU, 16 and a half. Uh, what time is that Utah game? Utah is at eight as well. Okay. Uh, but it's Friday night. Oh. So we get, there's no overlap. We're going to watch of all the of them. We can watch all four of them. Uh, um, and then. Uh, Oklahoma favored by nine. Uh, the at 3.30 is the Cincinnati-Memphis game. That one should be a good game, but Memphis is favored by nine and a half. LSU favored by six and a half. That's uh, the closest tied with uh, Utah's game. But then Clemson at 7.30. No one's going to watch this one. Yeah, boo. Clemson's favored by 28 and a half. It's, it's a, a, in, insane. Like We talked about how OSU dominated the Big Ten awards. I can't imagine how many Clemson won in the right. ACC. <laughs> like, right, they, it's not even that. Well, Clemson is very good, but it's not even that. It's just everybody else is very bad. Exactly, like they they are a great team, but the ACC probably probably the worst uh, power conference, five. power five conference this year. Oh yeah, and they I like. There's even debates lately that Amer- the American conference is better this year. <laughs> right, if you take Clemson out of the picture. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you got Clemson. You got Cincinnati, Memphis, and SMU all and UCF teams. UCF has been historically good the last three years. Yeah. I don't um, know what they're at now, but. UCF's not ranked right now, but, yeah. They were still, still probably a solid team. So, it's exciting. Uh, really good weekend. I'm really It will be a it. very good weekend. I'm, ex- and the I'm best excited that game's rankings, tomorrow. And the rankings come out Sunday. So, uh, they do it right away. No waiting to see what they mm-hmm. announce Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You, uh, everyone knows where they're at. We'll know who we're playing, even though it's not till the end of December. But still. I remember coming back. From the Big Ten Championship game in 2017, watching the the award ceremony, mm. not the award ceremony, but the, the selection Sunday, the selection Sunday, and being so disappointed when we were at five, yeah. it sucked. It was uh, I don't know if we would have beat many teams, but it definitely did suck. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad way to to come back after to, like a beating an undefeated Wisconsin team, undefeated number four in the country, Wisconsin team. It was fun too. We got uh, gypped. Oh my goodness, the Cowboys are getting smoked. Yeah, the Cowboys are terrible, man. Um, Jason Garrett's getting fired. Yeah, I, it, it, that that organization's a mess if they don't fire him. Um, but uh, getting into bold predictions and burning questions, we'll start with burning questions. Go, um, which kind of already talked about. I was going to ask who you think gets number four. Uh, I think we both kind of agree that Oklahoma would. Uh, but another one that I, I, I think o- Oklahoma is going to yes. Yeah, I think we both agree, and that actually would uh, it, it would help my uh, my my biggest prediction of the season was that earlier on, like halfway through the season, I said I think it's going to be the uh, the six teams, like four of the six teams that will make are like it, these are the six teams, four of them will make it, and Oklahoma is one of them. So if Oklahoma gets in, I will be right yeah. about that prediction. Yep. Because I was getting kind of worried with Georgia being there. I did not include Georgia in that. Um, so should be interesting. Uh, okay. So, uh, my first question. Sure. JK Dobbins versus Jonathan Taylor. 
in the games that they've played against each other, J.K. Dobbins has played better. Twice. Jonathan Taylor, overall stat-wise, better. If you just had to say career-wise, NFL-wise, who would you take? This might upset people, but I, I think I would still take Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. J.K. has been coming on super strong recently, super strong. But I think Jonathan Taylor translates better to the NFL. Um, J.K. is is definitely going to be good, but I see him more as like a Tariq Cohen almost. Like, he's bigger. He's bigger. Mm. But I, I think he's going to be used more as uh, kind of like a – not like a trick guy, but change of pace guys, I guess what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the right answer or not, but I think that's how the NFL is going to treat him, unfortunately. And um, I think Jonathan Taylor is like an, uh, a three-down back, like um, Melvin Gordon or Zeke or – I do agree. I think the, the guys who Taylor come after is him. like a surefire first-rounder. Um, Jonathan Taylor had, had he, a better career. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins has outperformed him in the games that they played, but that's not because Jonathan Taylor was – not as good as J.K. I think if because I think if Jonathan Taylor was on Ohio State, if Jonathan Taylor was on Ohio State, he would be doing the same numbers, if not better, than what he's doing exactly. now. Exactly. I think the biggest thing when it comes to J.K. is last year really hurt him. Uh, Absolutely. If, like he would have had this like a similar like because freshman year awesome, this year awesome. Last year got like just over a thousand yards. If he would have had the same right. year, he right now we could have been talking about possibly close to being the number one run, running back. Uh, in rushing yards. I mean, he's a Heisman. He's a Heisman candidate. He so like, he really has proved himself. If he stayed another year, there's no doubt he would be passing Archie Griffin as the number one rush uh, running back in rushing yeah. yards of all time at Ohio State, which is insane to talk. You don't about. know that he's going to leave, though. You don't. You really don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it'd be crazy to think because we're priming Master Teague for that spot already. Yeah. So, but and I, just, I think like this is like the best chance. He can't get better than this year. He really can't. I don't think, in my opinion. I've watched. Uh, J.K. Dobbins versus Jonathan Taylor twice mm-hmm. in my in, in in person both times right they we didn't play Wisconsin last year did we uh we did not play them last right year, yeah. so I saw him in the Big Ten championship two years ago and Jonathan Taylor came to Columbus this year and both times J.K. has outperformed him both times J or Jonathan Taylor was pretty underwhelming mm-hmm. if you are you looking it up I was just trying to see because I couldn't remember if we. Um, played Wisconsin or not his freshman year. We did. That would have been 2017. But did we play them in the season? No, Big Ten Championship. But, like, did we play in regular season, though? Or no, because okay. they were 12-0. and 0. Okay, okay. So, yeah. All right, yeah. So, we've only played – he's only played against them twice. Twice, yeah. His third chance. Yeah, he has beat Jonathan Taylor every time. Yep. Two, and he's he, – like, if you can look up the stats, I'm not sure. Um, he's significantly outrushed him. I could tell you Jonathan Taylor's at, like, 120. 120 rushing yards against Ohio State in his career. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see what we're gonna see the moment. <laughs> what we're waiting for. What he what he is versus Wisconsin. See see how long this takes. Yep, we're, we're stat guy. Uh oh. Get uh. <laughs> I got, I'll, I'll give you my other burning question that okay. we'll be waiting for. Okay. So uh, a big thing that was talked about today that I was seeing uh, and is great What's memory. What's it? 163, 163 this year, okay? Mm-hmm. So he already has more in one game, but just for, just for fun, 174. So 174 <laughs> plus 163, he's pushing 340 rushing yards. With a game to go. With a game to go, and Jonathan Taylor is at about 120. Mm-hmm. So significantly, significantly has outperformed him. Go ahead. Definitely. 
Uh, so, uh, 2017, you were at the game. Was. Uh, turf guy came out. Yes, he was. We ruined the turf. The it, t- it came apart, and the turf guy had it came it ripped off, in half. It was, uh, he controlled the TV? What was being put on the TV for like at least five minutes, or yeah. at least it felt like twenty minutes. It was minutes. an awesome moment. It was really awesome. So, I have a question. Sure. You think there's anything that happens in this game at the level of that? That was a curse. I mean, would you say it was a five-point game at that point? Yeah, we were up 24-19 at that Yeah, point. and then Turf Guy came in, and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Ever since Turf Guy has come in, has Wisconsin scored a, more than one touchdown against us? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I know they for sure scored one in the beginning of the second half this year, but Turf Guy... Does he make an appearance? No, I don't think so. I think they, I think they learned their lesson last time. I do not think Turf Guy makes the lesson, but I, I, I hope so. Interested to see if something happens. I hope so. They've scored two against us mm-hmm. since Turf Guy. Two points and then one touchdown, so nine total points. Let's see if they can beat nine points because they've had the touchdown against us this year. So just in general, since why is it nine? Because you said two in this one. Two touchdowns, so that's fourteen. No, it's 15 because they had a two-point conversion. Yeah. It was 19, and I think they were going for the two-point conversion maybe. I don't know. Turf guy, <laughs> the, the answer is no. Turf guy does not make an appearance. No. I hope not because that took forever. It did. It did. Uh, but it was just a funny thing to uh, think about again. Um, I have a burning question for you. It has nothing to do with the game. Okay. If you were to be selected – for the Dr. Pepper halftime show scholarship award ceremony, would you be an overhand guy or or a chest pass guy to get it? In, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have fifty thousand or hundred thousand dollars on the line, and the second place gets twenty five thousand dollars. But still, you have a hundred thousand dollars on the line. Are you are you are you overhanding it, or are you going to suck up your pride a little bit and and chest pass it the superior method? Chest pass, no doubt. Absolutely. You take the money, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care how much pride you're talking about. You do the chest pass. Oh, definitely. Because no one's going to remember me as the chest pass guy. Everybody does the chest pass now. $50,000 scholarship guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's going to remember the kid that has no student loans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. Like, and not only because it's the superior way, just because I'm terrible at throwing the ball in general. Like, <laughs> How could you not do chest pass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's an easy that's question. The, that's an easy that question. That is going to be the most electric part of the, about that game. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's so fun to watch. Yeah. It's just two kids our age, literally $100,000 on the line. You know? Like, when are you going to ever be in come near me. I just want to see them, like, actually asking people. I wonder how they, how they decide that. Whatever. I've been asked <laughs> to come down on the field for a Cleveland Gladiators game once, and I was in a competition. It was uh, me and a buddy against, like, two of our other buddies. And uh, we won. What'd we you won. win? I don't think we want anything. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think we want anything. Yeah. Maybe we're like, I think it was like a drug mart gift card. That's what it was, a drug mart gift card. <laughs> you live close to a drug mart, though, or you did in Parma. It was relatively, yeah. Yeah, so there at least was one near you. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a good Use that baby up. <laughs> um, all right, you got any other burning questions? Um, yes, but I'm, it, it's going to go into both predictions because I'm going to ask you what – off of what my question is, if that makes sense. I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I'm going to ask you what you think of it. Okay. All right. We'll get to that then. Do you want to start with yours, or do you want me to get Yeah. Get so I read uh, – I heard something today. It was actually Colin Cowturd. 
who said it. He said, uh, in the four times, um, I, might, might, I might not be completely correct on this, but this is the summary. It, the, the point still stands. Mm-hmm. It's been four times in history that a team has beat a team by 31-plus points and then play them again in, again in the season in college football. All four times, a team that lost the first time won the second time. So, my bold prediction is that Ohio State will not cover. <laughs> They're going to okay, win the game, okay. but they won't cover. I can see the worry okay. on your face. I can see the no, worry. No, because it's something that's, that have, people have been talking about. It's very, very difficult to beat a team a second time, especially in college football. It's very hard to win mm-hmm. in college football, let alone beat the same team twice. Exactly. So it's definitely a scary thing to think about. That's that's like actually a really big reason why I was cheering for Minnesota. Yeah, I, I was really. I actually agree. I I was too. Not only because we already played Wisconsin, but just because of a fan perspective, I'd much rather see a new team. Yeah, I wanted to see this Minnesota team. Like I, I've only like I barely watched them this season. Right. I just wanted to see They're how they never prime time nothing. Yeah, so I was kind of excited just to see a game against Minnesota, and that was really disappointing that we didn't get that opportunity. Um, but I I think. That's a really interesting point because 16 and a half is a big spread. But my bold prediction okay. is that it's going to be a bigger blowout than when we played. 31? Bigger than 31? Yep. Oh, boy. I don't know. It's I don't think very so. Very bold prediction. I personally don't think so. So you think they're going to cover? Mm-hmm. Oof. And not just cover, but they're going to multiply it. What did you say, nine and a half? It's 16 and a half. Or 16 and a half, okay. So at least double. Mm-hmm. At least double. We'll see, though. Ooh, 16 and a half is a huge spread. It really is. That's massive. I, I kind of wish it's it was a, more like seven or eight. I think it's eight. about the same as when we played them in the season. I think it was around there as well. That was like really the first real – ooh, that was really the first uh, kind of uh, – Big test. Yeah. Big test. And and they they held us for a while. The first half, they really only held us 10 points. So. I agree. I'm I'm really curious to see how this game is going to go. I think Ohio State does not cover. Um, I think it'll be probably 12 points, 12-point uh, win by the Buckeyes. Um, kind of stealing this take from Colin Coward, but I actually did agree with it for once. Um, I think that it's going to be similar to Penn State, similar to Michigan in the fact that we're going to be like late in the third quarter and it's going to feel closer than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be up handily and then um, – but it's going to be that feeling that Mich- that Wisconsin's still in it, you know. No, I I, I can see that. And and Wisconsin again will get a late touchdown, which will uh, will not, which will be the reason why Ohio State doesn't cover the spread. If I'm taking all my boldness away, I like your prediction better, but I'm trying to be extra bold. Okay. <laughs> yeah, extra bold. Okay. Um, another one I have is that once again, not really bold in this one because it's already happened. We locked down Jonathan Taylor again. And yeah. Keep him under 100 yards. I mean, it's starting to become a pattern, right? Two games in a row kept under 75 yards. And not only are we doing it to Jonathan Taylor, we're doing it just to Wisconsin running backs in general. What like Melvin before do? Before Melvin Gordon, he had like 25 against us when we won 59 and nothing. Oh, my God. We, and he was a, I rewatched that game, actually, the other day. Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah. He was the best running back in the country. Yeah, he really was. He, was, he was tearing going, it up. He was going to win it probably. I think Lamar won it. Did Lamar win it that year? No. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. No. He won it our freshman year and sophomore year. He only won it once, though. Or, I mean, he no, he won it our freshman year. Okay. But I remember Ooh, he – I, I remember, know. like, watching him. He had, like, over 200 rushing yards a couple games, and I was like, 
I, I was like, I don't like Wisconsin, but my personal vote right now would be for him to win Heisman. And then he just kind of fell off against us and everything. Um, but I remember, like, who he lost to was deserving still, though. He, I think he was a finalist, though. Um, but, yeah, he – let's see. He lost to – Derrick he Henry. Was, yeah. He lost to Derrick Henry. Yeah? No, I think no, he lost to Mariota. Mar- 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 yeah, which makes sense, yeah. Well, that was 2015? He was, a finalist. he was a finalist. It was the year we won the championship. So he was sense. 2014. Yeah. He yeah. was 20. Okay. Derek Henry was 2015. So he exactly. lost to Marcus Mariota, and he was a finalist with Amari Cooper as well. Interesting. Three solid players in the NFL right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, except for Marcus Mar- Mariota. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Marcus Mariota. He was for, it was never Amari Cooper is one reception, 15 yards right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not great when you're starting him in fantasy. Talk about Derrick Henry's resurgence. I don't really want to talk about it, but talk about it, you know? Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. Um, Um, Continuing forward. Yeah. You got any other bull picks? I have one more. Um, I just really don't think Wisconsin's offense is going to do very much. I think their defense is going to really benefit from seeing us once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But we have so many many weapons that I I just don't know – what you could focus in on, you know? That's the biggest thing about the difference between this game and last game is that it was raining, like, the It was, it was downpouring, yeah. So we did, not show, we did not pass much at all in that game. So we did, just didn't show off our weapons. And this, like, when we play at Lucas Oil Stadium, literally our best players are on full display. because they're Chris Olave had that sick catch. Yeah. Paris Campbell plays really played really well every time at Lucas Oil. Oh yeah. Um, Dwayne Haskins, Cardell, JT, uh, Devin Smith, Zeke. Everyone just we we control Lucas Oil right now, and I don't think that changes. That's why I'm going with that bold bold prediction, um, and that's why my other bold prediction is that it's going to be the J.K. Dobbins and Chris Olave show. I think both of them have huge games for us. That's not uh, really bold because it's <laughs> like every week they have huge games for us, but I think it continues with that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's only been held under 100 yards three times this year. Michigan, Michigan State held them to 80. Mm-hmm. Minnesota held them to 76. Ohio State held them to 52. Okay. 2.6 yards per carry. Michigan gave a, let them run for 203. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Dobbins ran for more, though. Iowa let them run for 250. 222 against Purdue. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's the man. Like, he really is. He is. No doubt about that. Let's see. 2017, how many He definitely goals? was deserving of winning running back of the year in the Big Ten this year. He, I like him, too. 52 he's, yards. He's a likable guy. 52 yards this year. Last year, 41. He has not even had 100 yards. And Jacket Adams is over 330 yeah. in, the same, in the same game. He has 35 carries and 90 yards on us. Rough. Probably averaging about 2.8 yards per carry. That's pretty damn bad. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. So what 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 do we got this week? Chase Young over under two sacks. Last time he played them, four sacks. This is resurgent game. Over. Over? Hey, we, we, get, we have to do something different though, because we're going we're one for one right now. We're one I, one. I'm saying under because I think people are noticing that it does not work. Like okay. they they noticed that Wisconsin was not a flu, was not a fluke game. So then he went off against Penn State again. They and did then, they did single uh try to single block him which was the so entire stupid. game. Yeah. yeah. But like, oh that's Penn State's way. I don't care. Are you trying to win the no, game? No Wisconsin. Oh but I'm saying like Penn State too though. Like they did yeah. the same thing. 
Um, you would think that they would adjust after seeing that he dominated against single, uh, single blocking. That's what I'm saying. Because Wisconsin, they they pretty much just put one lineman on him the entire game. Had four sacks, so maybe they'll adjust this week. I think that after seeing how effective it was with Mich- that Michigan did that, I think they'll definitely do that. I think it would be stupid if they don't. Yeah. That's so why I'm going to say under, but I would love to see I mean, that him. opens up a lot of other stuff, though. So It does, yeah. That's what we talked about. He's still super valuable because of it. He played every snap uh, for the Michigan game. He had two quarterback hurries still. Like His presence was definitely felt still a lot more than people give that game credit for or anything like that. But All right, you got any other burning questions or bold predictions? 38-7. to seven. That's crazy. So give me your final score then. If you think it's going to be more than 31 – do I have to factor that into my into my score prediction? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Because that's bold. They were supposed to be bold. Okay. Um, my general score prediction then is 42 to 10. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It's technically still bigger blow up. It is because that would be 32. 32. That would be. Mine's going to be a little bit closer. I think that they're going to do, looking at some of the scores that they've had. I'm going to say 17. They're going to get 17, and we're going to get 41. Okay. 40. Eh. No, 35, 17. That's my so final answer. Over. 30, 35, 17. Um I did, yeah, I don't know what the over under is, but I, I, I that it's consistent. That's eighteen. Damn, I can't do that. Then sorry. <laughs> you can. Nope. Thirty-one seventeen. Okay. Thirty-one seventeen. What's that? Thirty-one seventeen. Fifteen. That's fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> All right. That, but, so you're taking. Uh, I'm you're taking, taking not covering Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes. All right. No, I'm taking Ohio State to win. <laughs> Ohio State to win. Um, okay, so like we said, OSU 16.5-point favorites. Over-under is 56. That's at Lucas Oil Stadium indoor, which is always super nice. Um, I will be in attendance at the game. Josh will be watching it from good old Chumley's again. Ooh, good question. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that'll have to be TBD. Yeah. very. Uh, I haven't even thought about it. I might have to find somewhere and just plop down for the day. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, like, yeah, all of those games, it's going to be awesome. Um like that's why I kind of want to go early so that we can kind of watch some games. In, yeah, in the there's some good. There's some good indie bars. I got I got SiriusXM still though, so I can listen to the games, which is nice. But uh, and if I'm not driving, which I'm not, I can pull up on my phone. Perfect. Didn't even think about that. APM <laughs> uh, on Saturday on Fox. A nice night game. We haven't had that in a while. Um, indoors, obviously. Indoors is awesome. Uh, we have we are on a one game championship. Uh, no, two-game championship uh, streak, right? Because we did not win in 2016. Yep. Penn State won in 2016. Yep. So uh, I got to keep that three-game winning streak. Uh, we are on a uh, – this is our third time playing Wisconsin now in the past, like, six years in the Big Ten championship game. 14, 17, and this 19. Year. Yeah. Because we, we did not go in 15 or 16. And this is our fourth time playing them in six years, which is pretty crazy if you think about it because we're not supposed to play them every year. Exactly, yeah. Regularly, we would only play them. No, we might have played we them like every more. Two, every, every, uh, every like three years, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so we might have actually played them five. Uh, ESPN's giving us an 81.6% chance to win. 
Tickets are still pretty low. If you guys, are, uh, if anyone's looking to go to the game, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Probably not as, as low as thirty nine. Indoor, yeah, thirty nine. It's not bad at all. Um, I'm super excited. Ohio State's nine and three against the spread. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going against not not the pattern here. They already are giving us like a ninety percent chance of making it. Even if we lose, we have an eighty percent chance of making. It. I think it's actually above that. I think it was before Michigan. So even wow. if we lose this game, we're in the CFP, which is awesome to know. It's a really good feeling. But I would. I, I want a Big Ten championship. Let let uh, Ryan Day do what Urban Meyer could not, but that was not Urban Meyer's fault. So, <laughs> as in Urban Meyer could not win the Big Ten just because of the season not being uh, uh, a legit, Counting, yeah. uh, an official season. <laughs> yeah, it didn't count. So stupid because we were twelve and all that year. We would have won it. Yep. Um, actually, uh, before Shout we to our end, guy Terrell Pryor. I was just about to say I want to make a note. Yeah. Um, He's the reason why, but yeah, Terrell Pryor. Um, really sad news on Saturday, getting stabbed in the shoulder and the chest. Um, looked like he was actually not gonna make it for a little bit there. Then he make he made it. He survived, and then they arrested him. It was a really weird, weird, interesting story. Um, he'll be I, fine though. Like I guess I wasn't there for the first part, but I guess um, when like uh, OSU came out, they took like Michigan took a kneel, took a knee. It's depends on whether you want to say it just because of respect or some people were saying it's because of out of respect for Troll Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that uh, OSU never made it like said anything about it or like prayers for him, but I think it's because it happened the night before. Yeah, but I and then like it wasn't they come out so excited, but I think it's because of the fact that it, there was like legal issues in it. I feel like they don't, don't they didn't want to sp- do anything yeah, that would exactly. Um, and then uh. Uh, also, uh, I believe his name is Jared Jarvis, um, really big guy with OSU Sports. Um, he's been a big part uh, of just like being on the sidelines. He's had muscular dystrophy, and um, Urban Myers always was really close with him. He tweeted out um, a prayer to him, lots of prayers to him. Shout out to women's basketball. They, they just beat number two Louisville. Yeah, shout out. That's awesome. They have not had a great season at all this year, so that's really good to see. Um, but uh, he's in the hospital right now. Uh, Jacob Jarvis, sorry. He's at Nationwide Children's Hospital right now, staying overnight with a lot of uh, spinal pain. Uh, Urban Meyer, he tweeted out uh, just saying, love you, man. Hope uh, Love you, brother. Prayers for you. Uh, Jacob Jarvis has been a really big part of the program, always being on the sidelines for OSU. Um, hasn't been as active, I think, with Ryan Day, but still around there. He, uh, we've actually seen him before. He actually was uh, doing an interview before we came into the studio the one time. Mm-hmm. Just an awesome guy. Um, so prayers and wishes to, for him to get better, for sure. All right. Nice of you. Uh, getting ready for the game. I'm excited. You excited? Pumped. Let's get that Big Ten Championship. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Little uh, preview song here for all those Ohio State fan, Queen fans. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. 